Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Closer Look for Kingston, Scotia, Ravina, and Stillwater. I'm Peter Kay. Tonight, my very special guest is from Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. Her name is Deanna Mancuso. Deanna, welcome to Closer Look. Hi, Peter. Thank you so much. Absolute pleasure to have you on the program. So who is Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue? Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue is an equine sanctuary located in Dover Plains. We originated in 2008 and we are home to 50 rescued horses. When you say a sanctuary, what do you mean by that? So we are an equine sanctuary and that means that we don't adopt our horses. They come to us because they've been rescued from things like abuse, neglect, starvation, abandonment. And once we rehabilitate them, we keep them for life. They get to live out the rest of their days with us and we don't rehome them. What is the reason that you don't rehome them? Where we are in Dutchess County, we are the largest horse populated county in the state of New York with over 10,000 horses. So part of the reason we don't rehome them is this, the area is already saturated. Another reason is they're herd animals by nature. Um, they, they're very intuitive and they, they live in a herd just like a family. And we don't want to ever separate them from that. We also have human programs, equine-assisted programs with our horses that works with children with or adults with autism, anxiety, um, different traumas. And for some of these animals, especially um, with our humans in foster care, these animals are the only consistency in their life. So we try and keep that consistency. And our human clients really create a connection, a friendship um, with these animals, and we could never adopt out our human client's best friend, so to speak. Share a success story with me about maybe a horse that you've been able to rescue and how that horse has been able to give back through some of the uh, human client programs that you work with. Oh, wow. There's there's so many. So on our website, which is luckyorphanshorserescue.org, there's a couple videos. One is about Casper and Danielle. Casper came to us at five years old. He's a thoroughbred. He was bred to race. And unfortunately, he was injured his first race and couldn't race anymore. He had a, a slab fro fracture, a broken knee. And he was able to connect with a human bilateral amputee. That connection has been amazing. Additionally, if you Google the Dodo and Lucky Orphans, there's a seven-minute video about three horses that we rescued. It's a little bit graphic. One of them was emaciated so poorly that she was actually reaching through electric fence just to take a couple bites of grass. Um, they came in with heart murmurs, lice, complete emaciation, overgrown hooves. And today they're an integral part of our herd. They've helped one of our volunteers through some depression and anxiety. So it's, and everybody who gets to know these horses, they sort of become part of, of their family. Um, they want to come and visit Rosie and spend some time with, with Midnight or Casper. Um, so they, they really just connect with the, with the volunteers, the public. We're open to the public every day from nine to three. So if you watch Casper's story on our website or Rosie's story on the Dodo, you get to come meet those horses and get to feel them and smell them and be near them personally. 
Typically, how does Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue, how do you find out about a horse who's in need, uh, perhaps being abused or neglected? Sometimes it's through neighbors saying that there's a skinny horse next door or they've watched, you know, somebody down the road's horse sort of deteriorate. Sometimes the SPCA, Dutchess County SPCA, will reach out to us. We work with them. Um, sometimes we'll do some quarantine for them or some rehab for them. Sometimes they also say that they're seizing a horse. Can we take it? We've also worked with horses. Um, we've had Columbia County Soil and Water reach out to us. We've also taken two horses from a 13-horse seizure in Saratoga County. So a lot of the times it's agencies reaching out to us. Sometimes it is just neighbors of the horses locally. Do you ever receive any false alarms? Sometimes, yes. Um, So a lot of what we do as well is education. So what does that look like? Horses require a lot of care. So for example, in the summertime, they'll wear fly masks. It's like a screen that you put on their face. And what it does is it works as sun protection for their eyes, for their nose, so they don't get sunburned. It also keeps flies and gnats and parasites out of their eyes because they'll drink or land in or near their eyes and create infections. Sometimes we get phone calls about blindfolds on horses. Sometimes we get phone calls from people because a horse is laying down in the field and there's this misconception that horses don't lay down. So horses do lay down. Horses don't wear blindfolds. Those are fly masks. Sometimes there's a thin horse um, that maybe maybe is sick, maybe coming back from colic surgery. Maybe the horse was rescued from by somebody else and that person is rehabilitating it. Um, So we, you know, we don't always go in sort of guns blazing. Sometimes it's just a matter of calling the owner and saying, hey, you know, we got a phone call that your horse maybe looks a little thin or we'll call the vet and the vet or the owner is like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they're just coming back from being sick, just like us. I mean, horses, horses deal with stress and illness and things like that. And in which case, then then we just kind of leave them alone. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Closer Look. I'm Peter Kay. She's Deanna Mancuso. Deanna is with Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. Deanna, give out the various ways in which we can connect with you. Absolutely. So we are open to the public every day from 9 to 3. If you're in Dutchess County, we're on Route 22, 2699 Route 22. You can stop in any day, Monday through Sunday, weekends, weekdays. It doesn't matter from 9 to 3. No appointment needed. If you can't make it out to the farm, the website is luckyorphanshorserescue.org. And there's all kinds of information, pictures about all of our horses, information on how to volunteer, how to come out to the farm, how to take riding lessons. We're also on Facebook, just Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. We're also on Instagram, Lucky Orphans Horses. You can call or text me at 845-416-8583. What does a typical day look like at Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue? Typically, our barn manager, Carissa, and I will meet in the morning and get the horses fed between 8 and 9. It takes about an hour to feed all 50 horses. 8 to 9, we feed the horses. We check the water troughs. Volunteers start showing up around 9. We'll have a brief morning meeting or the volunteers can go to the board to see what chores there might be to do, which might be helping with the farrier, grooming horses, manure picking paddocks, preparing for an event or a program. So there's a variety of chores that kind of happen. We take a lunch break and then we kind of start all over again. The horses get lunch. 
And then they get a, a, a third meal around seven o'clock at night. So lots of feeding horses, watering horses, grooming horses, tending to horses, medical needs. And then beside, behind the scenes, Carissa and I are doing all of the paperwork, um, going to the post office, writing thank you letters, connecting with donors, checking grants that our grant writer, we have a volunteer grant writer, checking on her grants, getting them out. So just like any business, there's mountains of paperwork. And unlike most businesses, there's also mountains of horse manure. (laughs) (laughs) About how many on staff and about how many volunteers? We have two, just two full-time employees, Carissa and I. And then we have a part-time property sort of caretaker who mows and weed wax and sort of does that stuff for us. And then we have two part-time riding instructors. So they're only here when they're giving lessons, basically. And then we have 75 official trained volunteers. Can you give me a tour of the farm? Virtual tour of the farm. Absolutely. (laughs) So ironically, we've been doing these weekly live on Facebook during COVID when it started just because we weren't able to allow guests to the farm. But basically, you you would pull into the property, park your car walk in the gate, close the gate behind you because that's our security gate for loose horses. And then there's a sign-in area. You just sign your name and then you're greeted by our largest and smallest herd members. So the draft horses, we have two 2,500-pound draft horses. And then we have on the other side of, of the walkway is six minis who are about 300 pounds. So vast difference. There's our special needs barn, which is where our geriatrics live. So that's the main barn or the special needs barn. There's six stalls and the wash stall in there. And then there's a thoroughbred paddock, which has eight thoroughbred geldings in it. And then we have a mare's paddock, which is all of the girls. We have our special needs paddock, which is where the the guys from the main barn go out. And then there's our gelding paddock, which is our ponies and, and quarter horse geldings. There's an indoor arena, there's a training round pen, all on 42 acres of land between Metro North and Route 22. You offer several programs through Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. And it's interesting because on the one side, there's the Lucky Orphans, the horses that you've taken in for sanctuary reasons, and then what they're able to give back to the community. Talk about some of the different programs. Sure, Peter. So our mission is full circle. People helping horses heal people. Yes, we rescue, we rehabilitate, we retrain in some cases the horses to be safe and manageable, and then we bring them back to health. And once they're there, they become a gift really to our human clients. We offer EGALA, Natural Lifemanship, and E3A certified programming through licensed certified staff. What that is, is it's it's equine-assisted psychotherapy and development. So it might look like PTSD from human trafficking or veterans. It might look like a child dealing with just some educational things, communication. It might be families. It might be marital. It might be just anxiety, depression, grief and loss. We see clients who have lost husbands or parents. We have a a client who lost her father to brain cancer at the age of five. So we helped mom help the daughter cope with that. So, and it's all through the horses. The human part of it is, is truly just almost observation and the horses get to work 
their intuitive magic with the clients, which helps connection, communication, relationship building, um, all through empathy and compassion and, and activities that happen with the horses. Again, she's Deanna Mancuso of Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. I'm Peter Kay. You're listening to Closer Look. Deanna, give me an example of someone connecting with the horse and being helped through this therapy. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. (laughs) Everything in life is about relationships, relationship with self, relationship with others. And relationship doesn't mean a relationship like husband and wife. It could just be friends. It can be coworkers. It can be employee, employer. It's a variety of things. But it's it's how do you take in the world and how do you put out into the world? People who have gone through trauma or people who maybe weren't taught empathy, compassion, communication at a young age sort of struggle with that. They can't keep a job. They can't keep a relationship. Nobody understands. They kind of just don't fit in anywhere. By working with the horses, they develop those skills innately. For example, we work with J-Risk, Juvenile Risk Intervention. It's a program through Dutchess County Probation. There was an activity. We had five kids in the arena, and there was an activity where one kid who was on house arrest, he's got his ankle bracelet on. During the activity, the group was tasked with get the horse to be safe with you. So we we go through and explain, you know, how when just like people, people pace when they're nervous, they fidget. So do horses. When people are calm, they sit quietly. Horses stand quietly. They're at rest. So the task was to get the horse to feel safe and calm and rest with you while the group sort of walks in a circle around the horse and the horse doesn't feel the need to flee or go anywhere. So we go through prey-predator relationships and we, we give them some instruction This particular client groomed the horse. He was able to complete his circle and then had no regard for the rest of his group and walked away. So the horse walked away with him. We don't intervene. We don't stop the action. We don't coach at all. So as the horse followed him, his group, the rest of the kids got upset with him yelled at him. They weren't allowed to, or they weren't given the opportunity to complete the task because he stole the horse. And this whole dynamic sort of came up. And when does that come up in real life, right? When does he become selfish and not think about the people in his group, family, house, class, etc.? So we processed for a little bit. And through processing, eventually he was, he was sitting in a chair and kind of put his head in his hands and very quietly he was just like, I'm sorry. And he looked up and I'm like, what, what did you say? I don't think your your group heard you. And he said, I'm sorry. You know, I, I'm sorry that I didn't consider you finishing the task. I was only thinking about myself and and not you. And then in the next activity, um, they actually chose him to be the leader of the activity. They had to lead the horse into um, a box that they had created, which represented school. So here was somebody who who let them down and disappointed them, but he was able to, within 15 minutes, learn the importance of an apology and being vulnerable to the point that his group turned around and trusted him and followed him. And at the end of that second activity, it was amazing to see this kid who was sort of knocked down, didn't make eye contact very sort of head down and and lethargic 
to all of a sudden he was standing up taller, looking us in the eye and he led his group through the activity and it was successful. And it's, it's, there's no words. It's priceless. It's magic. And it's all because of the horses. Again, we're speaking with Deanna Mancuso of Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue this evening on Closer Look. Deanna, again, the various ways in which we can reach out to you. Again, you can come to the farm, 2699 Route 22, Dover Plains. We're open Monday through Sunday, every day of the week from 9 to 3. No appointment needed. Just come on in. You can also visit our website, luckyorphanshorserescue.org. You can call or text me, 845-416-8583. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is Lucky Orphans Horses. Facebook, you can just find us, Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. Tell me about Project Relocation. As a sanctuary, we have to be very select with our horses. Right now, there are 50 horses on the farm. And as much as we would love to, we just simply can't say yes to every horse. So the only horses that get to the farm are the ones that have been severely abused, neglected, starved. Horses that really have no place else to go. However, there are other horses out there that might need our help horses who maybe their owners pass away, their owners go to college, they move, they lose their job, they get divorced, some sort of life transition that requires the owner to give up their horse. The horse might be completely healthy, sound, fit, um, just needs a new home. So we work with the owners to find that horse a new home. The horse never actually comes to our farm, but we will help the owners basically just relocate the horse to a safe place while they're going through their life transition. So the horse is safe. And then we make a promise to those horses that if the new owner ever can't keep the horse, then the horse can either come to the farm or we will help relocate it again. What's the average cost of taking care of a horse for a year? A horse for a year is $7,000. Basically, it works out to $19.20 a day. In the grand scheme of things, $19 a day is not, I mean, think about what you spend on lunch. So it's not astronomical. However, it is $7,000 a year per horse. We have 50. (laughs) All of that funding comes from donations, donations, grants. So it's it's about $7,000 a horse a year. And that includes things like hay, grain, the vet, the farrier, the dentist, any medicines or supplements or supplies that we might need on the farm, our mortgage, insurance, electricity, all of the things that you think of and, and some of the things that you probably don't. Typically, you have a lot of outreach to the community. 2020 been a crazy year. What has that looked like as far as your funding streams? Well, Peter, to be quite honest, that has been awful. Um, I often joke about some people who can work from home, and that sounds great. We can't work from home. There are 50 horses here that have needed us to to really come in and be present every day. They have to be fed three times a day. They need water. They can't fill their water troughs on their own. So there's been no working from home. However, even though we have 75 volunteers, when COVID hit us in March, we didn't allow volunteers on the farm. It was my my barn manager, Carissa and I, just the two of us every day for three months. And that in itself has been hard um, to not allow the the volunteers on site. And then additionally, it's 
our overhead hasn't changed. So where, you know, maybe restaurants can um, close for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or other businesses can, um, you know, work from home, our overhead hasn't changed. Our hay bill, our grain bill, our expenses have stayed the same. And yet we had to close from March through the end of May. So for three months, We've had no programming, no income. Um, so it's it's definitely been a struggle this year with COVID. We had events planned. Um, we had our big gala planned for June, which is an annual event that we had to cancel. We have small monthly events, things like paint and sips, just kind of fun community events that we've had to cancel everything. So our income has been drastically affected due to COVID. On the volunteer front, have you lost volunteers? Are you still looking for volunteers? We are always looking for volunteers. We didn't lose any volunteers. Well, we did put a pause on allowing volunteers to come to the farm. That has been lifted. Every volunteer has their temperature taken when they arrive. We don't allow more than like two volunteers in the barn at the same time. So we definitely are following protocols and we are accepting new volunteers. Any age from 12 and up can come without a parent. Younger than 12, we encourage parents to get involved as well. And volunteers are priceless to us. They're wonderful. They will kind of keep the farm going definitely every day. Well, Deanna Mancuso, thank you so much for what you do each and every day at Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue. Certainly for taking the time out of a busy schedule to chat with me tonight on Closer Look. Anything we missed? Anything you'd like to add before we have to run? I don't think so, Peter. I think we got it all. I'm personally inviting anybody listening to please come to the farm. Just come visit. We have Secretariat's great-granddaughter here, which is a little bit impressive to people who follow that. Again, we have draft horses, thoroughbreds, some, some old racers. Come visit the farm. If you can't get here in person, definitely feel free to check out the website. Reach out to me if you have any questions. Get to know us. Sounds good, Deanna. And again, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Peter. If you would like more on my conversation with Deanna Mancuso of Lucky Orphans Horse Rescue, feel free to email us, closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook at K-L-O-V-E dot com. For Closer Look, I'm Peter Kay. This has been Klove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.